closer. Yeah, please do so. I was checking from a place with a, an untenable posture. Okay. It was, I gotta chill. Yeah. Make it tenable. Chillin'. Make it as tenable as possible. Here we go. <laughs> I want a 10. Give me I want a 10. 10 the shit out of this. Hey, everyone. You're listening to the Mind at Large podcast. It's a thing I do sometimes. For the sixth episode, I went up to Austin to interview my good friend Jackson Albrocht. He's the vocalist and guitarist for the band Slowmo Drags. So I've known this guy for a long time. Uh, he's one of the people who encouraged me to start playing guitar back in middle school, and since then he's been a continuous musical inspiration for me. That being said, this conversation focuses entirely on music and the various aspects of being in a band. We're talking about musical influences, approaches to songwriting, uh, performance, the logistics of being in a band and the struggle in, in dealing with its unpredictable nature, and basically how all these components have changed with the various projects he's been a part of over the years. But before we get into it, I'd like to play one of their tracks to provide a bit of context for this conversation. This is from their self-titled EP. It's called Dark Haired Woman.
Fuck yeah. I love it. All right, let's talk to Jackson from Slow Mo Drags. I think we got it. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll project so it's not a flaccid, horrible sounding, inconsistent (laughs) audio. No, we're okay. We're good now. So. Welcome to the show. Yeah. How's it going? Have you have you listened at all? No, no. I don't think I've ever listened to a podcast, really. Ever? Well, no, I've listened to, like, Mark Maron and stuff. I love Mark Maron. Yeah, it's great. It's partially where I got the inspiration for this. Nice. Yeah, lots of Mark Maron. I like to go to sleep to Mark Maron podcasts. Yeah, likewise. Yeah. Sweet, elusive sleep. <laughs> yes, it escapes us. That's right. Mm. And then it finds us. And then it finds us, indeed. But, uh, yeah, so over the years, it's been really interesting because... Uh, Gotten to see you, uh, I don't know, turn into you, man. It's interesting. Yeah. I like I like what I see. Ah, thank you. That's, there that's, it is. That's what I'm trying to say. That's what I was looking for. I'm like, I, I, I love it. I want the compliment without the nostalgia. Why not nostalgia? <laughs> oh, no, I mean, nostalgia's fine. <laughs> okay. No, so the, the interesting thing about it is that, like, um, I think about what I do, studying music and all that kind of shit, you know, yeah. and playing music, teaching music, whatever. It all started with you and Devin. And yep middle school in sixth grade yeah we had and me and devin had done a talent show in the fifth grade the year before yeah so for me that was the beginning lifers over here man uh isn't that weird hell yeah i mean that's (laughs) uh, you know that makes me proud though it's cool yeah man be fucking it's like i've been a musician my whole life that's nice yeah isn't it yeah (laughs) but uh yeah devin yeah i mean it was a talent show was kind of the start of it you know I mean, we had, I mean, we would jam all the time, but... Uh, yeah, I remember seeing that video of uh, you guys doing, like, uh, some song you, you guys wrote in uh-huh. fifth grade or something yeah. like that. Yeah, we were supposed to do uh, Blind by Korn was the song we had learned. Yeah. Just playing drums, you know, so it's... You know. <laughs> and then uh, we didn't have a singer, but uh, we... Uh, we brought it in and our guitar player brought in the lyrics because they said you had to bring the lyrics to your songs. And so they read the lyrics and they were like, this is far too dark for this. Uh, <laughs> you know, we weren't going to sing them and they weren't going to listen to the music. So we could have certainly just gone ahead and played the instrumental and that wouldn't have changed anything. But uh, we in, we didn't want to chance it. Yeah. So uh, Devin wrote a lick and we came up with a song there at the last minute. It's called Off to the Circus We Go. I suppose there was some Primus influence, you know, very whimsical. Ah, nice. But again, these were children. Yes. <laughs> Prepubescent <laughs> children. <laughs> so, yeah. And then came the, the system of down covers and the Deftones covers extensively. Mm-hmm. Yep. With a small bit of original music sing mm-hmm. here and there. Yeah. Uh, grandpa's name backwards. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> that was my stepdad's... Uh, yeah, this is his suggestion, right? His yeah. idea. Yeah. Is, it's pretty funny. When you hear a name and it feels right, you say <laughs> yes. That's a great feeling, too. Yeah. Briefly had a a country band in San Antonio. We did covers. We played three shows. Real, real drunk. And uh, I was like, you know, Skyler, what should we call the band? And he was like, I don't know, the Dixie Boys? And I was like, no, there you go. <laughs> you know, it's like the Dixie Chicks, but, you know, we're some boys. Yeah. <laughs> bunch of really junk kind of hipsters yeah doing a pretty good job with some honky tonk <laughs> nice. 
how does that how does that influence what you're doing now i know that sounds like such a dumb question because i'm sure it's you know people ask that shit all the time like what are your influences now i mean like i've seen your influences change over the over the years we started off playing like pretty heavy music back then and i feel like i still still sense that in stuff that you write even though it's not ex- like explicitly yeah, there you no know? It's i like mean there's still that's pretty but it's aggressive yeah like i think aggressiveness is uh still something i like in most music but that could be you know, as subtle as, you know, just something really subversive in the lyrics over a mm-hmm. otherwise Beatles-esque pop tune. But I don't know, like, my musical my musical trajectory was really, like, formed early on by, like, my older brothers, and they liked Nirvana and Rage Against the Machine. That was kind of what we did, was those two bands. Mm. And, uh, you know, and then Deftones was, like, such a, you know, that was, like, my favorite band. Yeah. And, uh... And then I don't know. We played a lot of metal, and then I listened, like after after they, you know, I thought I think I had better taste in middle school than I did for the beginning of high school. Honestly, like I like <laughs> the Get Up Kids and like the Toadies and like System of a Down and Deftones and like the eighth grade. Yeah, ninth grade, tenth grade was a lot like No Effects and Leftover Crack. You know, the truly, truly teenage years, and uh, I don't know. It's it's all it's all it's like all still relevant. I don't I don't think of music like uh like i'm not ashamed i can i have an appreciation for all of that stuff still yeah and i don't think of like i'm no longer in a place where i have to like identify like self-identify with a genre right at all so like see when like musically that that shit like i don't like probably doesn't really play into like it's not a huge influence on, on on what i'm doing now you know like probably getting into elliot smith and the beatles and shit like that and wilco like when we do aggressive stuff now it's like wilco is kind of the band that like really pioneers that version of it for me where i realized you could be playing like a pretty pop song and have like kind of like a nice harmony going kind of like some sort of traditional kind of pop arrangement and then just slam like a fucking freak out just like chaos moment in the middle of it and like that's fucking cool you know yeah well i don't know my buddy aaron green showed me wilco and when i realized that was the thing they were doing i was like oh yeah here we go you know this is gonna be something i you know right i learned to cherish but like the punk rock thing you know like i didn't listen to very good punk rock when i was a punk rocker um i remember that it was shitty you know it was like there's all that leftover crack stuff and they're fine you know it's cool i appreciate how godless it was you know that's good you know i think it's positive <laughs> for the world but uh but uh but to me the um the the one thing about about it is like probably a performance thing which is like you know if we have any thing that is maybe a positive aspect of like the band to this day it's that like we're not we're like we we try to engage you know we're not like a, a boring band to watch i think you know or at least when we're doing it right you know i think you are um if your audience isn't paying attention to you, you're responsible for that. Like it's up to you to be compelling. Right. Both in the composition and both the performance. Yeah. And so like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people who make music, like maybe from a conceptual place, maybe they're, maybe they heard like some fucking record, you know, like some record that got real popular on pitchfork or whatever circles that, you know, you run in and then like every band kind of copies that sound. Right. So you okay, we're gonna have some dreamy synthesizer thing. Well everybody can do that, you know, but like 
you know, when you get on stage, like it's so matter of fact, like people are either paying attention or not, you know? So it's, it's, it's up to you, you know, you gotta, yeah. you have to give something and then people want to, they want to give it back, you know, like people like that didn't, you know, that don't even necessarily like go for the kind of shit we do. Like when we start playing like a vocal harmony or a guitar harmony or something that's like demonstrates some level of competency, like, like we have, like, there's two people that have to be on the same page for us to happen, you know, like people like that, people like any kind of craftsmanship, you know? Well, definitely, but they also, um, it's like you said, they they would kind of check out if it wasn't a high-energy performance, you mm-hmm. know? So, I mean... Well, it's, and it's like, the, it's... The song should kind of be about something, mm-hmm. even if it's, like, an abstract poem that sounds like fucking gibberish. It should still convey something, and that can be fantastic, yeah. too. The interesting th- thing to me, uh, seeing you grow as a musician, too, is because now, I mean, I guess you could say, arguably, it's like a kind of like an indie rock scene that you guys fit into, right? So, yeah, pretty much. But... To me, I mean, maybe it's because I don't really follow that scene too well. Right. It seems like, almost like an attack on the scene itself. What you guys do, it seems very, <laughs> it seems very like uh, sarcastic cool. and yeah, and totally. Well, that's my, you know, that's how I communicate satirical. as a human being. Yeah. Like, if I want to say something, more often than not, I'll say the opposite of that, and I'll assume <laughs> that you know how I communicate because you're my buddy. Yeah. And so if I'm saying something that sounds fucking horrible obviously i don't mean that because i wouldn't say something horrible to you but i expect you to know how i talk you know (laughs) like most people get it but uh you know it's funny like actually last night i saw this dude uh after the after we played and he was like it's like yeah man and he was like he was like yeah and he's like good show and he's like yeah i was talking to some people and they were like i think the lead singer hates us and i was like (laughs) oh that's interesting feedback like that didn't make me feel good at all Oh but then, gosh. like, I but then like I was like, you know what, though? But, like, when I went to, like, go, like, stash my gear or whatever, like, when the second band was playing, there was some fucking dad, and he was like, hey, you were fucking awesome. He's like, you remind me of Morrissey, and you got fucking, you're suave and all this shit. So, like, maybe people should be scared, you know? Maybe it's okay that there's, like, for an indie rock band, like, to not be, like, fucking so passive. Like, maybe, maybe it's okay to be kind of yeah. a little more, you know, in your face. But I've always liked people who do that kind of shit. You well, know? yeah, man. Like I said, I, you, you're like per- pop music can be like jarring and like yeah, you know, any music. Like that's the thing is like when you start to get to that thing and like when it becomes a real moment, then like it's not about what genre. Like, exactly. If you, if you convey exactly, then you've done a magic trick most people haven't done in their life. You know, yeah. I think that's what's missing from a lot of pop music. By the way, like that's that's one of the it's reasons. Really hard to write. It's one of those any kind of music. Yeah, it's worth listening to. But it's one of the reasons why like. Um, you know, I, I kind of shied away from pop for a very long time. Because it all sounded too, like, uh, I don't know, just, like, too too happy, too unreal to me. Yeah. Which is, it's but then, fine. Like, it's, that's a me, thing. It's, it's a fantasy world. Sure. You know, but it's... Right. I, well, and I'm attracted to pop music that's, like, fucking really dark lyrically yeah, yeah, and complex, yeah. like, specifically harmonically, personally. But uh, Well, all of that ties together to meaning, you know? Oh, absolutely. It's like, if you have a deep, rich meaning and... and but I mean, you, you know, to. you're probably... I don't know, like, what context of even what pop you mean when you say that. Because, I mean, like, when we were kids and we were in a metal band, it was, like... Pop music was, like, actual pop music. Like, Britney Spears, and we were like, fuck that. Because that's, like, what, like... Yeah. What, like, girls who weren't gonna fuck us <laughs> yet because we were children listen to, yes. and, like, we're teenage boys who are... You know, like, that's a time and a place kind of thing. You know right. what I mean? right. But now it's like, you know, if I was, if I say pop music to me, I think like basically like, you know, 
that shit goes back to like Gershwin, you know, to me, it's about manipulation of chord and melody, you know, yeah. like that. And structure. And structure. Yeah, of course. Songcraft. You know, that's, 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 that's the deal. That's the other thing. You know, <coughs> a lot of it, a lot of what I had heard before pop wise was, um, fairly repetitive right for that purpose it's it's contrived it's like you know it's there's a hook but it's a re- repetitive hook Two like over song middle eight kind of shit yeah, yeah like four choruses but, you know, you know with, okay, with no but, with no variation right well i mean but like you you were born in like 88 87 88 yeah yeah me too yeah. uh i mean the beatles had smashed pop form in half like into a million pieces by the you know the late 60s so it's not like there wasn't good stuff out there but like no one should feel guilt tripped about what they got into or don't know or don't haven't heard yet. Like I, I, I don't believe in that kind of vibe either. Like that's that's like that's not my relationship with music. You know, mm-hmm. like, I don't even listen to that much new music. Like when I listen to something, like I get massively obsessed. You know, honestly, I'm probably sitting on this couch watching YouTube videos of like the same live performance that I'm obsessed with at that moment. You know, to me, and then like writing music yeah. and kind of like. Yeah. You know, music is a, I have a more complex relationship with it because I, you know, have a band, so I constantly bum myself out with music. So, you yeah. know, like. Do you do you get into those um, cycles of listening to maybe like two or three albums on, on repeat for over like a, a month or something like that? Dude, if I hear something that like engages me, I will use it up until I, until yeah. I'm done. But at the same time, I'm massively into like watching like cooking videos and things that specifically don't have music in them. So I can sit here and play guitar right. without my mind on what I'm doing. And I like to try to... But I'm talking like on your commute and stuff, just times you would normally listen to music, right. you know? Yeah, no, it's funny. Like, if I'm in the car, I'm probably listening to mixes of the record we're making. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty... I'm pretty, like, self... Like, my world is very... Uh, it would sound, like, really kind of ridiculous and egotistical kind of thing. It's just, like... Yeah, it's, it's pretty slumbo dragsy. But, like, the thing is, is that, like... A long time ago, you know, when I started kind of learning how to like use chords and like music theory stuff, and I realized I had a handle on it, like I knew what like a major scale kind of looked like in chords and where to make the you know get your fucking like I learned how to do a minor four chord and got a, like a Beatles vibe and yeah harmonies. And I was like, oh shit! Like, is there another way that you can take a note and change it by one scale degree and get yeah. a sound you've never made happen out of an instrument before? Cool, let's learn more of those. You know, so that's like been my obsession but the thing about that is like i was delivering jimmy john's for five years you know i was driving around smoking pot all the time and like i just listen to npr and try to dream up songs in my head you know and like i got really really into the like i would you know you play on an instrument and you uh you you get locked into the patterns that you uh, that you're accustomed to but if you can dream up music in your head that is just going organically where you want it to go yeah and then you can try to like pull that out like I certainly don't, like, I couldn't, like, take it out of my head, like, a score, like, Mozart or something like that could. But I could at least, like, hear, like, form changes. Like, right. oh, it would be good to go to, like, stabs here or something like that. Yeah. And sometimes I could hear exactly what the chords were going to be. More often than not, it's more vague than that. But having that kind of skill set, because I, with that, you know, with a little bit of training I kind of acquired and yeah. total obsession, you know, like, uh, that's why it's hard to sleep at night. Because, like, I can't, <laughs> like, like, that shit starts, like... I get the. I always have some music looping in my head, so it's a. Uh, can't remember what we were talking about, but it is a constant battle to try to kill that, like to turn that shit off. Yeah. So it's not such a bad thing. Not all yeah. the time. I mean, no, because I get that. Because well, I, I it's crazy. Relate to that in a way. Like I'll wake up, you know, with like whatever song, by somebody else or by me that I'm working on, and it's like you know going in the morning and it was going, 
when I fell asleep, you know? Mm-hmm. But when I started to learn how to, like, bartend, like, I had to learn how to make, like, cocktails kind of properly at one point. And I started as a door guy and did, like, you know, bartending eventually at, like, kind of, like, big rock show kind of stuff, like, just, like, plastic cup kind of beers. But then I moved to this other place, and, like, we'd have events sometimes, and people would want, like, a Manhattan or something like that. And, like, if you're the only one working and you don't know how to make a Manhattan and there's 30 people waiting for you, it's, like, very stressful and very shitty. So I came back and, like, found my uh, YouTube, you know, like, cocktail recipe, very, like, concise things, and I just watched the shit out of them. So, like, I would, like, you know, like, really, really learn it. But then it got into, like, my thing where, like, I would I would be, like, the way I would loop a song. Were you like, coming up with melodies to remember the recipes? No, no. this is much worse than that. Just <laughs> okay. in, like, the morning, where in my brain, in, like, a half-lucid state, would be kind of looping a song when you're kind of in between dreams mm. in the morning, and that's mm-hmm. when you can't get out of your head. To me, it was just, like, the repetitive motion of, like, shaking a cocktail. Or stirring a cocktail. Because stirring a cocktail is much harder than shaking a cocktail. You gotta, like, basically... Your wrist stays there. It's just a push and pull motion. Okay. And you got to keep the back of the spoon against the wall of the glass. So it ends up just kind of really elegantly. It doesn't move the ice or anything. You're not, you just like, it can go really fast and just, it's this kind of, but it, people start doing that, but it's not this. It just comes from the fingers, you know? You can't stir it like a cauldron. It's like, it's like a, it's like a very specific <laughs> skill, you know? And uh, yeah, so that was just there, like in the mornings, just like, so that's like synapses in my brain that have, formed paths that like think it's good to loop information over and over again because it's going to yield some sort of result yeah that might be true for songwriting but like once you know how to make a drink like you don't really need that (laughs) fortunately like eventually it goes away but it's always replaced with something else like i've been like like cooking a lot more this year like kind of learning to cook for the first time this past year okay and so like it's the same thing now all i just watch is cooking videos and like you know have weird dreams and stuff and like or like wake up and it's just like weird like technical recipe kind of stuff just like the idea like the the art of the uh, the <laughs> you know what i mean like the idea of it somehow looping you know yeah it's very weird what about like associate which is learning? tight because if i've if i like i have a kind of a sensitive stomach and oftentimes if i eat too late i'll go to bed and i'll wake up like four or five hours later yeah like totally sober like even like drinking or not, like it'll happen, and I'll just like, like oh shit, and I like just feel really nauseous all of a sudden, you know, kind of thing, and I'll have to go throw up, you know, and uh, usually it's in those moments where either the song, or a recipe or a cocktail is is like looping, always in those moments, and that's a very dark place that we go to sometimes, but how like how torturous and ironic is that? Like when you're feeling kind of ill or something like that, and you're puking to have the looping thing happening at that moment with either a song that you like yeah or like a food recipe that you're thinking about or something yeah that's wild at no like those are not you know that's not a comforting context for those things you know right i've said too much carry on no that's that's fine that's it's a glimpse into what goes on in your mind man so, uh, so i was in my ask little you, in my sensitive tummy i was asking you about like a uh, associative learning like do you do you ever take that into consideration? Like something that you already know, does that inform when you're learning cooking or something, some kind of new skill? Yeah, Do you well, ever just to kind me, of... yes. But um, like with cooking, there I can draw parallels to bartending easily because there's some kind of balance of flavor stuff that's really, really simple about 
cocktails and drinks. Mm. Three ingredient stuff that like is easy to extrapolate. But musically, there's a connection too, but it's not informative. It's just that like for a long time I wasn't very interested in like attempting something if I didn't think I was gonna be pretty good at it, you know what I mean? Or 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 it was gonna take or I just know that it's gonna take some work and a lot of time to get good at no matter what, you know, that's that's intimidating, you know? So, uh, you know, or, you know, or like watching a movie or something, it's like, you know, I've got friends who are, you know, have like a strong opinion on it. I'm like, I don't know. Like I've never made a movie before mm. and I've made something, I've made a music, I've made, you know, music to a certain level before. So I don't want to comment on something that I don't have that intimate kind of understanding of. You know? Right. But, uh, you know, that's just a kind of a, we a commentary, on it. but you know, but the thing is like, you know cooking is fun so like once i did something fun i was like i want to do some more fun shit you know? yeah that's so yeah. then you don't care about if it's if you did good or not because you're like i'm just gonna do it again and try to do better either way you get to eat some food it's tight you know yeah you always seem to have a fairly strong personality like yeah. from what i can remember you know like it, it's it's interesting to me because i know yeah that's just, safe to say <laughs> just as a i mean obviously um as a human being, like everybody has a certain degree of self doubt and whatever. Yeah. But like, I, it's like, I know that was going on to a certain extent with you as well, but you never really showed it externally because you always came up with shit. Like you were a creative person right. and you know, I always just saw you do things. And I was just like, what the fuck, man? Like, how does this guy do this? Oh, well so, <laughs> the music thing, I don't know, man. Like not just music though. It was like the art. It was oh, like, we, you know, yeah. we, we, we'd write like poetry and shit like that. Yeah. It would just spill yeah, out. Yeah, But that's all. Well, yeah. Like and creativity and you would just be general. like, it's just, yeah, this is just bullshit. And I'm just like, this is fucking good though, man. Like, and you're just like yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, whatever. That's like, flattering. Thank you. Well, yeah, but I've been like, uh, yeah, I guess I was just kind of an artist, you know? And, uh, you know, that's why I'm happy with like my little apartment and like keep the yeah. rent cheap. Yes bartend yeah. you know do that kind of gig so i can try to do music yeah. and i like it i like you know i like it up here in austin i know it's like kind of heresy i know people from san antonio like hate austin with a passion a lot of them uh <laughs> like people that i've like used to hang out with yeah san antonio people i'm still friends with but um are you talking about me no no, <laughs> no. i know you. i'm just joking but you know what i'm talking about i, I don't do know. know but know. you see it more in the hipster thing like and you're not as you like like you said like that's it's the hipsters who are like massively fucking anti-austin and san antonio it's like yeah i don't i don't know but for me the what i just like about it is like you know i can work four days out of the week and like the other three days like hopefully having band practice maybe a show and like in a studio somewhere you know doing that kind of thing and so you know that kind of thing where like you know since i've been a kid like whatever it was i'm down to make something yeah like I've, you know, it's I have a modest life that I, that's it, it, like totally engaged in in, uh, or 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 you know, it's totally set up to elicit, you know, hopefully time to do that, you know. So yeah. if I have downtime and I'm just in my apartment on my ass, like, I don't know, I write a lot of songs, you know, like, yeah, that's what I want to do. It's sometimes f- I it's sometimes I'm like, oh man, other people in Austin like go outside and go to the green belt and do beautiful stuff as well as playing bands but i seem to only want to like write music and go out at night <laughs> yeah but because of that you end up writing better music so yeah i mean you, obviously you don't have to say that because you know that's good well <laughs> yeah i never would honestly but who's to say but uh no that's that's the way i feel about it but you know like it sticks out 
I like making, yeah. I mean, and you're playing the long game. That's what it seems like too. You know. Well, you know, either way, like I'm not in a good way. I'm not. I'm not gonna I'm like not criticizing. Yeah. Well, I'm not gonna die if I don't like have a famous band. But I think I'm gonna die if I don't get to play music. Mm-hmm. So and do something that you actually feel uh, connected to. Yeah, dude. Well, yeah. and like you know, I'm not like really trying to you know. I, I became the songwriter in a band in the tenth grade when when our buddy James quit the band uh, at the silos on first Friday in San Antonio. And uh, we had a gig the next week, and I had been the guitar player. It's the first band I'd played guitar in in high school. And James was singing. Is it Space Heaters? No, that was the last band I played drums in. Okay. This was uh, the Scott Dorables. Okay. <laughs> this became the Scott Dorables. But, uh, yeah, he quit, and so we had a gig the next week, and so I sang lead for the first time at a show and i sang gibberish and i screamed it like because it was like that type of like crusty shit right right right. and uh <laughs> he was at the show he told and i used one of his choruses because it was like kind of the one reggae ballad he was like don't fucking use my lyrics and i was like it was the it was the one i had to sorry i never will again but uh that was the first time i had to do it uh, but so i've been doing that for like you know more than 10 years um uh, as the songwriter in a band and, uh, you know, like I said, I, I've gotten to the point where I just have to create stuff. You know? Yeah. So what happened during that time? Because I know is we, were, we were really good friends in middle school, and then high school we went our separate oh, ways. Yeah, different high schools. Yeah. So, um, and I remember during that time, we didn't really hang out really yeah. that no, much. Yeah, I was hanging out all, with, so. uh, I was mostly kind of hanging out with my, my buddy John, who I ended up being in a band with called The Commonwealth. Yeah, see, and I remember seeing you guys perform a few times in that band. Yeah, and so that was kind of what I did. Was They were all a little older. They were all musicians. You know, Devin was in that band still. And uh, that was good. That was when we uh, were, we were kind of playing a pretty preposterous style of music, but learned to, uh, you know, learn to sing harmonies mm-hmm. and then learn to understand harmony after that. And that was like that. It was like the most organic kind of, you know, f- thing where... Uh, yeah, I don't know. We, we we listened. You know, we liked fucking Sublime and and smoking weed, and then like you accidentally sang a harmony one day, and you're like, oh shit! Like, yeah, it's I, on. I felt like I was flying or some <laughs> shit. You know? Yeah. So you know, but we had some older guys in the band who kind of understood stuff. And like, I remember one day, Devin brought in some some harmonies. He's like, I wrote the harmonies to this to this chorus of that song you wrote. I said, cool. Let's work them out. We recorded them, and then our bass player came in. He was like, he's like, here's a tip. Uh, if you're gonna do three part harmonies sing the notes, the three notes of the chord that you're singing over. Mm-hmm. So we hadn't done that. There was a lot of non-chord tones because we were, you know, that we were just uh, like okay. kind of stacking thirds and shit randomly because we didn't, we weren't conforming. We had, we had realized that you could stack these notes on top of each other, but Extended we didn't realize, harmonies. yeah, we didn't realize <laughs> that maybe you want to be, yeah. And yeah. you know what, in the end, like, who's he to tell me how constant I need to be with my harmonies? But like, you yeah. know, we didn't have that knowledge yet. And, yeah. uh, so that was kind of the start of it. That and like you know, changing a chord around here or there. Yeah. So how long did that last, though? I mean, we were did that like, I you know I was played probably the last two years of high school is when we started doing that stuff. Okay. And then after that. And then I went to college in um, in Nashville for a year, and that didn't work out for this guy. Uh, and then it came back, and then pretty much started playing music with the that same crowd of people again 
but then at that point this this shifts or the, the taste had kind of shifted so it was we were no longer playing like traditional ska influenced music that was also somehow influenced by the Beatles and like Dragon Force harmonies and like this ridiculous <laughs> cauldron of of ill-conceived mashup that we had done before we were all a little more focused oh, okay and so that's when we kind of yeah too seriously like it was like you know there was some harmonized sweeping okay you know going into like a reggae verse after that it was interesting it's a little all over the place yeah it's you know like we a, were learning stuff you know that's like it was like every time you kind of learn a technique you know you're like oh shit i've got a, i got I, I just wrote a new song yeah, you, you know? gotta do it I remember when I've gotten I, to the point where I've, I've used most of those things. <laughs> so. I remember, I remember, uh, remember when I learned pinch harmonics in eighth grade. Yeah, like, dude. From then on, it was like it, every fucking riff I wrote for like the next year or so it was just like, yeah, I got to throw in some, I some remember, pinches. Well, <laughs> palm muting. So, <laughs> you know, I learned how to play guitar kind of just by myself. Like, like it was just because guitars were always around. Yeah. You know? And so, like, I just kind of like, like any drummer that picks up and can strum, like you know, every drummer can kind of pick up and strum. Yeah. It's you know? so, like, by the time I was like, wanted to be like like really playing guitar i had never like even thought about like oh i gotta like change to this next chord like i don't remember what it's like to like not have like the dexterity for the most part you know because i never had to try because it, i over, somehow i picked it up over like a long time a long time i played drums before i really cared about it but i remember you came over one time and uh, we were uh i guess we were it was in this, the days of, of spiders covering spiders yeah and uh, I was doing the melody on top of it, and I didn't realize that, uh, you know, I was I was playing it as a as a as a power chord root fifth octave, where mm. there was octaves, ding just, ding ding, yeah. and I was like, this sounds not right. It's fucked up, you know. Yeah. And then you know, saw what you're doing, like now you mute the string in between. Yeah. That was a big epiphany. Octaves. Yeah. Know? Like <laughs> the octave, like was a fucking huge thing, dude. And then you know, when I started playing punk music, like. When when Alden was the was the guitar player, you know, one of my best friends still to this yeah, day. Alden. Sweet Alden boy up in New York City. Shout out to Alden. Shout out to Alden <laughs> Mines in New York City. Uh, but you know, I just had him come over and I was like, okay, play these four ska chords, you know. And then I went like I did this like root fifth bass line over ding 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 ding. But yeah. like, you know, the creation of like like comp- musical composition back then when we were doing that kind of stuff was so binary. It's like you have two guitars. One will be the power chord, and the other will be thine octave melody. You know, it's so straight ahead. Straight yeah, ahead. It's yeah. so straightforward. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and so that's nice, because it should be like, you know, that that's that's fine. And, and you know, simple music is, is, is good. Like, after you know, I spent a lot of time writing overly complex music. Yeah, it was, the story of my life is trying to balance keep, that keep balance it because it's yeah. a, because i want the form to be irregular yes but i want the hooks t- i want the hooks to sound unique but i want them to feel catchy in the same way catchy music feels catchy and so it still yeah. has to play the part of like a pop song but it needs to be creative and it needs to be weird subversive whatever it, you know in the years when i was active in in my band in high school that was one thing that i noticed that that we were uh cognizant of that I, a lot of our contemporaries weren't in that metal scene at the time was we were actually like aware of the sections of the songs we're yeah. like this this is a song and this is what we're doing structurally and we kind of knew what we were doing mm-hmm. that way uh we weren't very harmonically aware but we, <laughs> but we were structurally and formally aware yeah and, well you know like because is not very harmonically uh, it, intricate but it, that's it, not the point you know <laughs> yeah 
but when you play with a bunch of bands where it's like you know it, it just sounds like a, like some somebody just took a bunch of breakdown riffs sounds like a wall of noise and, and yeah. just put it together well i think most people their music doesn't sound like songs like especially like the local scene yeah like, i think it's truly uh it's truly a, a gift from god <laughs> if uh if, if you wrote if you wrote one part of a song that sounds like a real hook or like a real yeah. thing that sounds like that it's like sounds like it's only its own thing but somehow has always existed at the same time like truly great music feels yeah well then it's like good on you because like yeah you're you're basically an astronaut like not many people have gone there you know like so i don't you know i think it's hard to i think, think you, it's th- hard to make worthwhile music and to <laughs> i think you offended a community of astronauts out there <laughs> 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 they're like really yeah locked on the moon motherfucker yeah no. sorry guys <laughs> Well, if you guys are so good, how come you're getting defunded by the United States of America and our new, our new, our new America? Yeah. No, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I I agree with that. Did you ever go through talking about complexity and and the whole balance thing? Did you ever go through that period? Like, again, I'm projecting my own experiences maybe onto you, but like, uh, where you become kind of a bit jaded from where you came from? You know, like for instance, me when I started studying music in college, there was always that like stigma of like, cause I had a metal background. So right. it's kind of just like a, a very accepted thing. That's just like, Oh, metals like below me. Like, Oh, it's uh, so, yes. it's so simple. Just, you know, fucking power chords, root fifth, that kind of shit. And like, but people don't That's listen. how you were feeling or that's well, how you thought that, people felt about No, that's how people very outrightly just express themselves about that type of music. Oh, well, these people are dumbasses. And I know, but that's what I'm saying. So, but initially... He it, talks that way about shit. It's like, what do you but, know about anything yet? Shut up. But initially, it, it made me feel very, like, uh, I don't know, just very, like... Feeling oh, insecure. Yeah, just very insecure yeah. about, like, where I came from and this kind of stuff. And, it, and so, for a little while, I was kind of dismissive about my background. I was just I like, see. okay, and trying to, like trying to see what it was that they were uh, looking for in music and the things that they liked. Right, right. And once I realized that it was all the same shit, like, okay, complex harmonies or, like, just thicker harmonies, you know, uh, like, interesting rhythm, you know, mixed meter. Like, I started reading about all these things and then the fucking theory, but I'm like, I know all this shit. Like, I've been listening to... Yeah, you're like, this is what I do. (laughs) This is what I do. Yeah. (laughs) Like, chromatic... Well, but, like, yeah, someone in music... (laughs) Like in, in 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 you know, sack music school that has some fucking opinion is like they're just a kid too. Like yeah. that even if they're maybe an adult. <laughs> but you know that's the thing is like yeah I mean I'm certain that at some point like when I started liking Elliot Smith and the Beatles I was thinking like man it sure wasn't cool that I liked Corn sure wish I had grown up thinking the Beach Boys were the coolest thing ever but it's like I don't care that's stupid. Yeah. You know, like my life is what it is, and like I like all music now because I see it in this universal yeah. way. And, I, and again, I get I engage with it, and like I'm willing to get anything out of out of any music. And that's and that's now. That's know? now, and that's me now as well. Like, yeah, but, so you get but, over but it. Yeah. what I'm saying, it's I, I a went growing through, pain. Did you go through that? Is what I I'm think saying. so, but like it wasn't because, but it wasn't in music school. It, it was probably just like a little hipster guilt for being like, well, just in the scene, you know. Maybe. Oh, nah, because you know, you know. Nobody was. That was ancient history. By the time we were like in our, when we were like twenty, you know, okay. making stuff, it was, you know, I wasn't talking about. Yeah. What it was like when I was fourteen or or, and below or you know. Yeah. Shit like ten. Yeah. I mean, when I look, when I reflect back, there are very very few things that 
I actually feel ashamed of losing. Like, very, very few. Like, a lot of it I can still stand by and be like, yeah, I can still jam that shit. Like, why not? You know, very yeah. few things I'm like, oh, man, okay. I'm, I mean, I it did take bad. me a while <laughs> to kind of process, like, like okay, Raging Tsushima was, like, my favorite shit. And then, like, yeah, you know, then for a while I was kind of, you know, when, like, you know, when everything for me was all about, like, you know, those changing tectonic plates of, of, of beautiful complex chord progressions you know and like that when that became so much of my my musical identity it's like i was like is this shit you know is that fucking like funk guitar like heavy rock cool at all like there's nothing for me now like i don't get yeah. it like i and like i just like I, I think at a certain point like a lot of that stuff that i come up with like had lost any like impact on me and it kind of just became this like shallow thing that i was like yes this this is music and this is what it was, but I no longer hear it as something that's going to be like evocative or like mm. emotionally uh, moving to me. But that I've, I've, but I kind of got past that too. Cause now I'm like, no, I remember the context of this and I was a kid and yeah, like this was a long time ago and, and musical trends happen and, and like, it's cool that things happen at different times cause that's their own time. Mm-hmm. And I can, now I can go back and totally get down with it. But there was a time when it was like any kind of grungy shit that I like loved when I was a kid, like just did not resonate whatsoever. Yeah. But then, uh, yeah, but but then I would, you know, get a little older, a little wiser. Yeah. A little more nostalgic, a little more aware of mortality. Yeah. And uh, it changes a little bit. And uh, yeah, so I don't feel that way anymore. Like I, I can get down for it for what it is. And I don't have to like expect to get out of it what I get out of listening to like an Elliot Smith song right like, with it's, a chord change that like blows it, my mind yeah you know it's what I mean? different FX yeah you know. so and like sure I like the chord change that blows my mind more no doubt about it of course but I mean like you know that shit's tight too and like you know you know what I Tom think Tom did some wild shit he's kind of annoying on Instagram but I haven't yeah he's, I don't he's not, pretty I, don't, I don't see him on Instagram <laughs> <laughs> you know I think it, part of it is too and again uh, this is like Again, me just projecting my own thoughts here, but for me, my as I've gotten older and become more adult-like, strangely, I feel like um, I have more of a um, a goal of kind of trying to relocate that that innocence of my youth, like that, because mm-hmm. that's an, it's a very important thing to me, because it's you know like the weight of the world crushes you. You know, yeah, dude. just crushes your soul you and lose just like people, and you live, and you actually learn what it means to, to, to be alive and we're barely getting started too. exactly yeah you, you exactly. start to get a sense of the heaviness early on yes that's when you grow up a little bit yeah, yeah I, I feel that and so now it's kind of like now when i think about it i'm like well shit man like when i was when i was much younger you know i had such happy times and like you know just different perspective of the world and yeah. just and just you know totally just driven by curiosity and it's just i want that like i, I think about it, I'm like i want that for the rest of my life yeah know? but you're only thinking about the potential you had you're not actually thinking about the experience you had because middle school was no. actually like and you know all those all, yeah. the, all the most innocent times of your life were pretty painful to actually be a part of while you were doing it is a thing that's easy to remember when you're when you're kind of romanticizing uh the past or perhaps lamenting but present, but, uh, yeah. But part part of it is too because because of the fact that some of those times were so transitional, like you said, so there were some shitty things that were happening at that time as well, right? But that's kind of like where that seed was planted of like becoming this 
jaded person or whatever and just like i want to go back like before that you know like yeah well like, <laughs> yeah well i mean i i think so too you know and like you know i or at least like, i'm somewhere. sarcastic and i'm i'm pretty and like every other uh, music i make is pretty fucking sarcastic and pretty dark but like yeah i'm pretty nice to people but i mean i'm a little a little ridiculous but you know like i think in general i'm i'm pretty I actually, I, I, well, I, you know, I, I definitely feel an obligation towards towards kind of positivity and compassion. Yeah. Um, even though it's like I'm not super sentimental about a lot of things, and like especially in the way I'm like, you know, unless it's like four in the morning and we've been partying all night or something. <laughs> but uh, you know, I I try to be thoughtful, especially the older I get, and like you know, people die, you know, and get older things that you didn't expect to happen to people happen and you realize that like yeah if if you if five years ago you thought you knew some shit about the you know you probably didn't and uh you should probably be humbled by it and you should and it should probably make you a lot more like lenient and forgiving with other people's bullshit you know mm-hmm. it's like well you, you never know where someone is on their arc because their shit could get fucking crazy yeah you never know <laughs> It's true. That's man. my perspective. Uh, you know, that's why I started doing this thing. It's like just to just to try to get like a a, a permanent record for myself at the very that's least. Cool. Of like, How many what, of these have you done? Uh, let's see. There's like three published right now that I have. But have you done everyone in our uh, middle school talent show band? <laughs> no. Uh, I gotta get. I gotta talk to Devin sometime. Get Devin cool. in on that. Like yeah, he'd, he'd be interesting to talk to. But yeah, there's a few more that I have. I still have to edit. So Devin yeah. should have come to the show last night. Should text him. I never think to text him. He doesn't do much of the of the of the Facebook stuff. Yeah. And pretty much, I use Facebook exclusively for pretty much just promoting the show. So we don't. It's not yeah. a direct line of communication. Yeah, I got you. But what am I going to just invite him personally every single time we play? That's a bit much. There should be a general buffer in there. I suppose. Slowmodrags dot com. <laughs> that's that. That's who should be disseminating the information, not it's- me. The not every time we play a lot of shows that's that's good uh, (laughs) promotional tactics right there (laughs) slowmotracks.com I don't think we have a website by the way you should get a website man we might yeah it's 50-50 I think we've made one I don't know if it's up it's it's pretty cheap man there's one made I just don't know if it's actually up or not yeah slowmotracks yeah so so coming back to all this stuff you know we left off um, Commonwealth you said you did that for a few years during high school and then after that you went right into the cartographers after your break yeah studying after, uh-huh. in, in nashville right uh-huh. yeah and that was uh you know a lot of the same people from the commonwealth so what was what was the distinction there like what was the reason for the name change and stuff like that if it's like the same well, if the same people was well it, what, the commonwealth was a, had two songwriters in it i got you okay. and when i left those people continued on and they became we leave at midnight yeah and they're still playing right they're still playing yep and uh, I, I still like John's the guy who yeah I mean that's you know my homeboy for life he lives right over there yeah Raul our guitar player plays bass in that band so that is a family family yeah. tree that continues to grow we're older we're all a little fatter now except for John he's much skinnier now and uh, <laughs> it's good um, but uh, yeah so you know yeah I was by the time I got back it was like cool I'll have my own band. Yeah, and I'll write all the songs in that, and you'll have your own band. But then we ended up joining each other's bands, and our lineup became exactly the same, which of course led to us breaking up and then not being friends for about a year because that was high tension. 
But that's just rock and roll. That's just yeah. petty shit. No, it makes... And I felt bad about it, but now I can look back and say, like, okay, shit, but what was I, like, fucking, like, 21 or something like that, being yeah. a shitty, shitty, shitty shit to my friend because I wanted to have my own band kind of thing. I felt bad about it. We moved on, and we've been, like, you know, we were roommates in, like, two different houses since then, since I moved up here. Yeah. So, you know, shit moves on, and you try to be better, you know. If you're good well, to your friends now, then all oh, that's okay, <laughs> you know. Well, sometimes it makes sense to have your own band as well, too. Just, I mean, you Oh, know. Jesus Christ, man. I don't, and I don't ever want, you know. I don't want to be in somebody else's band. <laughs> like, there's, there's until I have the, like, time that I want to spend on this thing, which is never enough. Right. Why the hell would I be in something else, you know? Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's It would all... have to be really fucking good. Yeah, it would have to be really fucking good. And uh, not that there isn't that, but, like, I have friends who are really fucking good, but it's not really fucking good. I mean, first of all, they have... I'm not... It's not like they had an opening, but, you know, it'd have to be, like, over the moon good. You yeah. Know, like, like, you know, famous Europe, you know, like, real touring kind of shit. But to merely be involved in a labor of love, no. You're right. Well, I've got I've, I've because got, I have my own got, labor yeah. of love, and I have to pull the love out of these other guys. It's exactly, like, it's like extracting a ghost uh, from a house. You know, it's like it's a wild <laughs> temperamental process. You know, we're talking about no money. We're yeah. talking about hours and no, people I know. coming to rehearsal, and you got to stop at ten, and you're getting started setting up at seven thirty, and so and so just got off work and shit, and you're like, cool, we have to rehearse the set, and then we're gonna write music. We're gonna be creative. So forty five minutes. So time only. Is slow mo drags? Is that technically still your band, or is that a little bit more of a collective endeavor? Oh, I mean, like it's me and Adam's band because we the we're the original members, and he's you know he learns a song on the bass, and I show him the new shit before anything. It's definitely our kind of thing. Okay. But I mean, you know, we've had Alex, our drummer, for a few years now, and he's he's ride or die legit, you know. And Raul is such a He's a long-term collaborator and, and yeah. just, you know, essential musical force that, you know. But that being said, I mean, I write the tunes and shit. Yeah. Like, you know, like I said, if we have two hours to practice and we have a show that week, so we have to run the set and I want to work on some new music and there's 30 or 40 minutes to work on some shit, like, if I don't have something kind of like at least fairly well kind of mapped out, you know, then we're not going to get anything done. But that very quickly turns into, okay, well, it needs to be this kind of thing, but I'm not telling anyone what notes to play. And that, you know, right. so... Well, you're also working with people that know their shit anyway, people too. People know so the fuck out of their shit. Yeah. Thing. So I, I'm, I can be incredibly specific about texture and even, like, whatever elemental kind of things are going on, but not have to, like, say specific notes or anything like that, and, like, they will get to work on it and like you know we end up with a pretty you know people have put their own voice on their on all their parts you know so it's uh you know it's whatever version of collaboration you want to call that i'm certainly writing the songs and we're, we're definitely arranging them as a band you know and yeah. the arrangement is such a fundamental aspect of what we do it's like we're about arrangements you know and what about like the uh the other side that nobody wants to deal with the uh, booking and the oh, promotion we just, the and the way all that we shit. the way we choose to handle that is just none of us do anything about it. Just fucking <laughs> wish that we were had any wish that we were you know doing better, but we're not. And then we don't you know don't do anything productive about it. Yeah, because that's an instinct for like uh, you know sycophants, fucking you know 
crazy people, people that are good at promoting themselves. And I've got some friends. That's how I know for sure that they're fucking evil, twisted people. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're all fucking terrible at that. It's, it's too bad. Yeah. But, I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, you know, we put out, we, we self-release stuff, and, like, we release a lot of, like, we've, you know, we put out five tunes last year, and we've got nine ready to go that hopefully will come out sometime before the end of this year. So, you know, yeah. I figure if we're releasing something every year, and we're at least kind of putting out art into the world, and, you know, every time you do a release show, you have a, your biggest show of the year, and do you, guys, you get all your friends to do it, and it's real fun. Do you guys, like funnel money in, into the band like together collectively or is it like does it come from one Hell no. one or two places is it just you there's no money uh, i mean i'm just saying as far I as definitely put up as money far as studio times concerned and well like that, you know? so yeah i mean the with the ep pretty much me and adam would go halvesies on studio time it's like hey i got 150 bucks you got 150 bucks let's do it let's record another song you know yeah and that's a slow fucking way to make a record by the way yeah like, it that's is awful it um, is but uh this time around, we made a. Uh, this last recording we did was with a buddy who uh, he came to see us and he had mutual friends and he wanted to get us in the studio and he wanted to. He got us in there and we were like, all right, you know, we're like that's cool, and uh, it sounded good and everything. But uh, you know, we, we weren't quite sure what to do. But then he, he he you know he made an offer where we could like kind of make the payments after the fact kind of thing. So okay, which is like pretty fucking rare. Yeah, we did that in San it's Antonio. It's rare, rare anywhere, though. But yeah, well, it's kind of the only way I've ever made a record. I mean, that last one we were pretty much paying full price, but the full price was already a deal that our friend was kind of whatever had kind of worked out, giving us the, the lowest possible rate at the studio that he worked at. And uh, so this time around, we got to record more music, you know. So that's why there's nine songs instead of five, basically, because we get get to keep going, and instead of you know, instead of having to have that money every time, yeah. You know, he was cool about it, and, you know, we'd give him a lump sum, give him $1,000 every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. So what are you waiting Actually, on now to release that? Oh. It's been a couple of years, I think, right? Since the... No, we put out an EP last year. Last year, that's right. Okay. Um, and then we put out a demo, like, the year before that, or two years before that. Okay. But, um, yeah, I don't know, trying to find a label to put it out or something like that. That's all shit. That's That's all... Yeah, it's all bad news right there. <laughs> That's no, no good, man. Nobody knows what to do, man. Nah. Well, Nobody knows what to do. Anything. It's all bullshit. Like we had, we had some. We were like in talks with like some people, but yeah. like it, it was like secondhand in talks, and no one ever talked to me about it, and it fizzled out. And I'm like, well, that doesn't surprise me because no one ever wants to talk to me about this, and like that's bullshit. Yeah. So we're gonna fucking put it out on our own if not, and like That's we'll, the way to we're go. gonna make we're gonna make a video like. You are only limited to your creativity if you're going to put out digital content because yeah, you know, just yeah, do totally. something. So we're going to do that and make and like I've got four tunes ready to go for the next thing. We haven't put this one out. So like by the time we have figured this out and it gets out by the end of the year, like I'm certainly we'll be ready to start making a new thing. So always, you know, always record. Yeah. And uh, you know, at the very least, make a cool video and like put together a big show and you know. Yeah. Try to get a bunch of people out and have a real fun time, you know. So a couple of things uh, with where I come from, with uh, what we were just talking about. So one, the democracy of a band totally yeah. doesn't fucking work. At least yeah. in my experience, we tried that shit. Four way democracy totally didn't didn't work. That's why I figured, well, the bands that usually 
appear to be successful are the ones that like somebody's kind of kind of like calling the shots. One or two people, yeah, are kind the, of running the band. Yeah, well, you got to have people that are that have a clear vision, and then you've got to have other people that are like happy in their roles, like someone that yeah. wants to be the lead guitar player in a band with a songwriter has a cool vision, etc. Like not somebody that wants to be the singer in their own band. That's why I wouldn't be a good guitar player in somebody else's band right because because you want i would much rather be (laughs) doing what i want to do than that you know and it's so close that yeah so yeah and then the second thing i was going to say was the whole thing about the label personally i've given up the dream of the label because of that like 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 what we said about we put out that tape yeah um marcus who was still in the band at the time he had this connection with his tape label out of new york and um, they were mostly doing kind of weirdo shit like Marcus does, like yeah, experiment. I've, I've heard some of his uh, solo experimental stuff. Experimental yeah. music, you know. And uh, But they said they'd put out this thing. And, like, I never really cared about tapes. I didn't find them cool. Like, I used to buy them when I listened to cassettes. Right. Um, but then we'd, we'd listen to CDs after that, you know. Yeah. And uh, to me, when the tape thing came around, like, starting to see when I was in high school with local bands that did tapes, they were always, like, the fucking, like, Wanna be kind of like garagey, like kind of strung out, kind of junkyish, kind of like fucking not good music kind of vibes, you know? Okay. So that's you know very descriptive, I know, but that was no, my I kind of that you. was my perception of that whole scene. Yeah. Until someone made me a tape that had my songs on it and had like my name on, it, and I was like, look at it, it's my little baby. You know, yeah. it was pink, you could see through it. I have it. I love it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't even have one. We sold all. That's cool. Because what came along with just doing that kind of DIY thing, like the way that, like we didn't sign a contract, the way that deal worked was, yes, we'll print X amount, like 200 tapes or something. Okay. We'll give you like 25 for, I don't know what the number is, for free, and then you buy the rest like it costs like $3 a tape. Mm -hmm. They sell theirs and you sell yours and that's it. You don't get any of that. Like that's just the straight up deal. You're just doing one run and they have like digital stuff, you know. They sold all the tapes, though. Like, so they sold, like, through the people that just kind of followed that, they sold all the tapes that they had. We sold all the ones we had. And then we got back, like, really positive reviews from, like, different blogs and, like, like nothing yeah. of really highest, like, nothing, like, really high, but, like, people that follow, like, the kind of tape scene, like, and that was cool. It's, like, because we put it out even on this format slightly above just doing it on our own, there was more exposure and people listened to it and like wrote about it. Like yeah. that's all exactly. You want. Well, that's what I'm saying because so that's it, you know it's like the uh, like what we were saying about the craft and the the musicianship, right? People are people pay attention to that shit. They also right. pay attention if you know if you're creating opportunities for yourself. People are like, oh shit, that's like, really what people. Pay these guys, to. yeah, yeah, these guys are they're fucking doing it whether we're here or not. Anyone you know? who <laughs> has, like I have friends who are doing doing well and playing festivals and kind of moving up, you know, and they're their ability to uh, to make things happen is like the, the magic trick I find the most impressive and elusive, you know? Yeah. You know, so, I don't mind teasing them about it a little bit because they're having fun. Yeah. You know? So, uh, but, you know, it's uh, it's really remarkable and it's, it's... But that's the thing is like any... Like no one's going to discover you. People that treat their band like a job and want to do better with it, like know that those little steps you take up where you you know this time around I want to get a, a bigger thing than a tape label and get 
you know, bigger right. reviews. Like just the slightly Smaller next step steps. Up. Yeah. They know that you only get there if you did the thing before and people see you doing that. You know, yep. so it's all about. Yeah, you can't just like shoot for the top. No. It's, and, pe- people, and you have to be perceived as, as like kind of an entity that's like doing something and is mobile in a way. Yeah. So it's. Well, people that generally like shoot for the top get that they usually burn out fairly quickly oh, yeah so they don't really have longevity in their career so that's why i was you gotta saying be happy playing to like 30 people sitting in chairs like yeah. 20 feet away from the stage on a friday night like like last night kind of yeah. yeah that was the first time i had seen that because usually i had you know shown up for like uh record releases and stuff right it's always it was packed, all rowdy like, and shit yeah well like you'll find that like last night like around 11 or 12 that's when the kind of party people came out everything before that was like kind of people having their first drinks you know sitting around talking it wasn't really till after we played that like the kind of like it was just like too many people in there anyway so like you started to have kind of a crowd forming right kind of thing so that's the timing thing and you know hey that's the roll of the dice and the local music yeah i know man sometimes you win sometimes sometimes you play sometimes you're the first band and you have more of a crowd yeah bands that play oh yeah you never know man and you gotta be able to you gotta be able to live with that shit man sometimes 10 o'clock is great because people are burnt out by 11 that's totally yeah i mean it's so uh, different every time like uh and I think like it kind of depends on what kind of bar. Like, is this like the kind of bar where people are like up late and shit, you know, or is this like uh, something else going on? So the last thing I want to ask you before uh, you go here, because I know you gotta you gotta head out soon. Yeah, you uh, wanna get me right to work. <laughs> sure, yeah. killer. Um, it's about a six minute drive for me. Okay, yeah, sweet, no problem. But no um, traffic, traffic, no traffic, no traffic. It's the only drive. No, that's what they're trying. Carry on, I'm sorry. No, that's great. Cr- <laughs> leave that in. <laughs> I'm totally leaving that in. Just, <laughs> so the last thing I wanted to ask you is, um, like, where do you where do you want to go with with all this stuff? I know it's a it's a weird question, but like, where do you where do you see this going? Like, what? Because I know because I only ask because I know some people have kind of like a cap, or they have that whole like fucking the yeah. theory of the sellout or some bullshit like right. that. Like to me, I think. If you're gonna if you're gonna pursue this as a career, like you said, you want to work hard at it. You want to do your, your best and get any opportunities that you can, like take them. Yeah. So, like, do you have that sense of like quote unquote selling out? Or is that like a, a thing that's that that people consider in in your particular music scene, or is that? I like, don't think people think about that. Not at, no, because no. Austin is a town of like competitive, vapid bands. So like, people like would fucking <laughs> like. People are jealous of the people who sell out. That's how that is here. Me, yeah, I'm plenty jealous of them too. But I don't respect anything other than like the musical pursuit. Like I am not a person who's taking, who's doing a good job of treating music as a career. But I treat it like my whole lifestyle is about being an artist and creating. Yeah, it. it's undeniable. So, uh, so I want to, you know, we would like to do better with that. Like, you know, last summer we got to like. We played three shows on a tour. We went up to New York and spent like played two shows in there, kind of hung out there for the weekend. We played one show on the way up there. That's like a lot of driving in between. But I wanted to fucking play a show outside of Texas before, you know, you know, before, you know, I was an old man. It's like, let's at least fucking get in the van and do this thing. Yeah. And, you know, it was like the most fun I've ever had in my life. So I would like to do, you know, to me, that's the most fun thing is driving around playing music. That's tight. So making records is awesome playing music is, you know i just so you could see that being like a thing that you that you want to do and i only ask because yeah because there are again you never know the, like people that have the, a record that takes off you know you, well, never, the, you never know the older we get the fewer people i can imagine that would be willing to like 
take that dive and be like, it's yeah, hard. like let's fucking go tour. It like, wasn't easy to get anyone to do it in my twenties. I noticed, and it didn't really happen. And so it's not going to be any easier in my thirties. But well, you're as, gonna, you're, as they approach, but uh, you're going to find the people that actually want to do it. Well, that's the only way to do it. Otherwise, you're wasting your time. Yeah, and that's the thing that you really have to have to figure out. It's tough for us because you know our shit's so technical that it's you know it's, it's you can't just grab somebody and have them come in and like kick ass at that shit. They would have to. You know, well, you can if they're good. If they can't, they're good, <laughs> but like, you know, not that many people out there who've got the, but the still, harmonic vocabulary and can come in and like yeah. knock out vocal harmonies while playing yeah. the guitar and switch into the keys or bass or whatever kind of stuff. You know, it's just like a, it's a more what? involved role than you might get if you were doing a pickup gig is all I'm saying. You know? Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, I mean, you you have to have somebody that knows their shit. Like probably somebody that's been trained musically. That, that you gotta that. have the training, dude. You gotta have yeah. the training, and you gotta have the fucking godless punk rock in you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you See, have to only things. you have to care more about music than kind of yourself yeah. a little bit. Yeah, and uh, you also need to be able to contribute creatively, and so our harmonic territory involves like you know both types of diminished chords so yeah. you're just gonna have to be like you know you're gonna have to yeah. understand how fucking chords work that's all yeah but uh you know fortunately i have that yeah you know, at the moment so all right dude, it's always a struggle is it is everybody ain't nobody your... getting paid yeah that's that's what i was gonna say <laughs> no so it's, it's a fucking usually, labor love the more no. the more training you have it's like someone's gonna be like all right well you know Come on. But if we started making money and I could actually like pay, that would be good because I think I could like really uh, speak to them in a different way, and it could be like I just feel like <laughs> you can I, yell at them. No, yeah, well, <laughs> I'm not, I mean, I definitely yell at them. <laughs> not really. I, I'm this, but but I could be like, uh, hey, here's the date, and here's when you have to be there. Right. You just do instead things. of like. Hey, uh, are you available? Um, uh, I just think it would be really great if we did this. I know that. Uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, so hate, be, I, be, I, I hated that shit. Yeah, that shit <laughs> sucks, dude. It's fucking worst. I hate being in a band. It's, I hate it so much. Yeah, I like it a lot though. Yeah, it makes me feel terrible all the time though. <laughs> like all the time. Like if you want to be an artist and you want to like be like the guy in charge, like you can like sell out all you want. I've met plenty of people who their goal is to be a employed musician. Yeah. Go fucking right away and do it. Yeah. Like there's there's ways to do that and you go right ahead and do that. That's cool, but it's just a different thing than what you want to do is you want to be successful for your own work, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh it's just uh it's just part of what you have to accept if that's what you want that you're going to be kind of bummed out all the time. Yeah, like if you're so obsessed with it, and if you've had such highs from music, like a really good show or like a good song or recording experience or something, and you're always chasing that, you know. Yeah. But it's not always reciprocating. Yeah. Well, then you're gonna be a little bit disappointed. You have to manage that disappointment a little bit. You know. Oh yeah. That you shouldn't think you're not asking for it. You're asking for it at that. Point. Definitely. And that's the older I get, the more <laughs> I learn to like see it not as poor, poor me. It's like. It's like, like no, oh, it's like if, if you have you know the if risk. you have a band you know and there's into. a conflict yeah and you think man without this one fucking problem we could be doing what we want to do and if you've ever been in a band long I've enough had that so many times if you've ever been in a band long <laughs> enough to see that conflict resolve oh then what you see is immediately after that there's a brand new conflict there's a brand new set of circumstances or problems there oh yeah and that happens over and there's never one single moment where you think 
it's everybody in all the way gangs away and um and that's not because uh you should you shouldn't feel sorry for yourself that's not because you're you're unfortunate that's because that's how it is it's the cosmic joke and you might as well just learn to appreciate how funny that is that like you know you just thought you just were so sure (laughs) and then once the problem goes away like someone who wasn't the problem like it just transfers like a spirit and they become the one thing that's Mm -hmm. somehow not uh, well oiled in the machine, you know, and that's uh, and you know, again, that's the name of the game, dude. Art for free, baby. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what yeah, we man. do. Everybody, everybody <clears throat> in my previous band took their own like personal hiatus, you know, for for a moment. You know, they took their time sabbatical or whatever the fuck. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I gotta find a job. Oh, I got problems going on with my girlfriend. Yeah, oh, see, I, I gotta get an apartment. <coughs> and then, like all this kinds of shit, like that. Just they were yeah. happening. That typical things that you want to do that they weren't willing to sacrifice at the time for whatever reason then they would come back when everything was correct you know okay got everything worked out now okay he's back in and sure enough yeah like i said some other, someone someone else shit. has another thing some, going, yeah. some other shit happens and yeah then, and I, you know i've been i've been doing it for 10 years and it's like the amount of time we've taken a month off because of someone you know yeah. is now a years in my life that i didn't like have a you know yeah wasn't wasn't having band practice wasn't playing shows you know you, you, know, what the, <laughs> you know what the fucked up thing is about all that is that when it came time for me right the weird thing is I was like I had enough of of what was going on and I was like okay I'm gonna go study music in college like yeah because I was so tired of working with a group of people that spoke a very particular language I was like I want to learn music language to be able uh-huh. to communicate with other musicians and not just speak our weird gibberish that we speak that we all get right I want to gent, gent. Yeah, break down, break yeah, down. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know that kind of shit giddy up yeah but um no it's funny because when i left i was like hey you guys should keep going you know like keep the band going yeah sure enough nobody fucking talked to each other Uh. (laughs) nobody fucking talked to each other i was like that's great yeah i see i see my place in this yeah what are they they gonna find another guitar player to like lead the whole thing (laughs) keep it together but for for that reason i kind of still have it uh it's kind of like this thing that weighs heavily on my shoulders like i still want to release that music at some point just because it was it was like we put a lot of time into it Mm -hmm. and i feel bad because it never really got out there we just played a bunch of live shows and never had a an actual legit album that's why the 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 record is everything i have a you know i got a lost album or two in there somewhere but yeah yeah it's like just do it put it out like that's what i'm because like you're gonna you're gonna be like oh yeah Oh yeah, you listen like maybe you'll go back and listen to a recording of your band and like that doesn't exist anymore. And then you're like, Oh yeah, what was that other song? Oh yeah, we never recorded that. Yeah. Like, now we never will. Yeah. That was done. We should have recorded yeah. it, you know? Yeah, because for me it's still the test of time. I think about some of those songs every once in a while. I put oh, yeah. it put it on, I'm like, Oh shit, that's really like ah, like it brings back all these memories and joy and just I want to hear a good version of that. So that's kinda yeah. why I started learning a Well see if I was you, I would just want to be in a band making new shit just because well, anytime too. you make music is fun. It is. But then you're you know You've chosen a education and some some correct aspects of your life, so that makes it harder to be yeah in a band. Yeah, but but the, you can do you, you can, can do, do both, both, folks. You can do both, and come see me if you can. By the way, <laughs> hey, that's me. <laughs> by the way, that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say at the end of this. Uh, so I don't. I mean, I've, I've probably told you. Probably know. I've probably told you before. But like, dude, I, w- I would. I would fucking at the drop of a hat, man. If you ever needed any fucking help, like you're like, hey man, we need a fucking guitarist or some shit. I'd be like, dude, I'm fucking down. Like, you know how you're talking about being in a band with somebody else? Yeah. And it's like, oh, that band would have to be really fucking good. Like, 
I've told people, I'm like, the, the only band I would fucking join is like, if I were in a so band... So you're saying you like the show last night, Adam? <laughs> I'm saying I like the show. I'm saying that, right. you, that everybody Tight. listening should fucking get into that shit, but... Well, I'll let you know, and, you know, uh, and we're, no, we're set up as, you know... I know you are, but and, and in, again, and I love Raul, so I'm not trying to say anything about him, because I fucking love the guy, but if you ever... If yeah, that, that Raul is putting you on blast, homeboy. <laughs> Damn, no, but if you, if any ever, if any spot ever did, did come up, you know, I'm not, yeah. I'm not well, trying Yeah, well, you know, to, I'll say this, like... I'm really, you never know. And that's, you know, in my life, I don't want to be limited, like, as much as, like, I love this band, the lineup, like, that's, you still have to be motivated enough to where if you lost that, you would still start over from scratch, even though, like, that is really devastating and very, very hard to do. Like, after I broke up the cartographers and, like, tried to put this band together, it didn't really come together for, like, two, three years. And that was, like, working on it. You know what I mean? Like, drummers, guitar players, you know? back and forth revolving door people that weren't good enough stuff like that but uh yeah we just kind of downsized from from five to four and i really liked being in a five-piece band but now i've learned to really like being in a four-piece band and try to consolidate it now you got the guys playing keyboards and the drummers playing chord progressions on samples and stuff while he's playing drums on that pad that's really cool that's kind of how we replaced a lot of the keyboard parts we're like well how can we do this without being on a click track it's like well staccato part or if it's like an elongated part you got a drum pad with like nine pads on it you can hit one and when you hit the other one it stops the other one so you can have a big chord here yeah. on downbeat and hit the next one you know so that's forced a lot of creativity in the process yeah know? that's fun having fun with that but uh yeah who knows you know that's where we're at right now but who knows you got the you got the <laughs> you play a major scale right yeah all right cool you're in <laughs> Check this guitar out. That, that's all I'm saying is I'm open to the possibilities. You ever played a rock and roll guitar, not a metal guitar? <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, but I'm all about the neck feel. I'm all about the tension on the strings. I like the 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 11s, you know, the tight fit kind of thing. Oh, these are 11s? Yeah. It's all about the... You go back there, you got the gate, you got the distortion on, you start scratching back there, that's your instant oh, cat scream right there. Yeah, yeah, That's what, that's kind of what the Jazz Master's all about. Nice. Yeah, man, I'd like to hear this plugged in. That'd be cool. Yeah, it's a fun guitar player. It's definitely my favorite thing that I have. Well, cool. Let's, awesome. uh, I think yeah. that was, uh, I think we'll have to call it, but I that was, so. no, yeah. that's good. We put in the hour. Yeah, dude, that was a lot of fun. Thanks for doing this, man. Talking music. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed listening to that conversation as much as I enjoyed having it. And if you haven't already, check out Slow Mo Drags. Okay, I played one of their tracks at the beginning of the episode. But you can hear more from them on Spotify, iTunes, Bandcamp, YouTube, etc. You know how to use the fucking internet, okay? So just Google search slow-mo drags, and it's that easy, okay? Uh, and please follow these guys, by the way, okay? To stay up to date on their upcoming shows, their upcoming album, you know, just be in the know, right? These are super talented guys. They deserve your attention and your support, Okay. And being in a band, by the way, is an ongoing struggle. I know from experience as well. I haven't been doing it as long as he has, uh, but I had my time doing things with Americult. And interestingly enough, 
on the next episode of the podcast, I'm going to be talking to my former vocalist, Mark Maureen, and we'll be discussing the time that we had together in the band, how it eventually dissolved, and what we've been up to since then. So in some ways, it kind of ties together with the theme of this episode, but it branches off and goes into its own thing. Anyway, so that'll be a fun episode. Hopefully you tune into it. Wink, wink. And thanks again for listening to this one as well. Until next time. Mm-hmm.